May 21st, 2014, is Watt from Pedro's show. <laughs>
from Pedro Show. Brother Matt, how are you? <laughs> just been chowing on this killer burrito Chow. over here. Yeah, remember last show, people, <laughs> I was talking about the uh, Guanajuato pad here in Pedro on Pacific between 2nd and 3rd. You know, it's a Carcierra Mercado kind of thing, but they I got a little counter in the back and they make up good chow. Mercules is the on sale day for the carnitas. So I thought, man, just talking it all up with Brother Matt, he hears so many people trying to, th you know, whatever, sell him <laughs> the moon. So I thought, well, best thing for me to do is be still with the parabolas and just get the fucking comitas in his mouth. That's <laughs> why so I brought it. Killer. Uh, we started off John Coltrane doing Train Sonic, the alternate version. Uh, and then we had Einstein and Neubatten in the Mojave Desert, maybe 1983? 84. 84. 84. First show with you guys was 83. No, I said Einstein and yeah. Neubatten. Right, 84. In a song called Armenia. And then... Minuteman with Tune for Wind God, which was on Politics of Time later. So that one came before, so I put, played them in orders. Anyway, that voice you heard in the background, people, that's our guest for today's show. It's Stuart Sweezy, I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Well, and your, par and your partner? Uh, Mariska. Mariska. And you're living in Highland Park now, she's on the west side, although she grew up where you're living now? Exactly. Yeah. All right. right. You see this? Clean boats are happy, but we don't. Oh, <laughs> pardon me, brother Matt. <laughs> I want to make a wreck out of Bottle this place. Bottle caps. Right? <laughs> so, my was in the so yeah, so Mariska has been a partner in crime on lots of different projects yeah. way back, and and uh, including the first uh, desert show all the way through. Yeah, let's go. Let's go way back. Yeah. Um, uh, when did you put on your first show? You know, I, I get sketchy on years too, but um, we did a you few shows. Remember what your first show was? I remember it was there was like three shows actually before we did a desert show. So, oh, I so there was show. there were there were some gigs we'll that were the desert show. okay, and and it was like you guys. I remember a band, Mnemonic Devices, mm -hmm. Shadow Minstrels, people like that. Yeah. that. We did some around Atwater places like that, and then took a break from from those kind of club. You know, uh, those first venues. Ones, what, what, obviously, it was the punk scene. Yeah. So we're probably talking early '80s. Right. Uh, when did you first get involved with the scene? You know, I think. Uh, I mean, like just going to gigs, finding yeah. out about punk. Okay. Where did you grow up, Stuart? I grew up in West LA area, and uh, you know, been in LA my whole life. Um, risk is now on the west side. Yes, west I know. We switched. <laughs> You guys flipped it over. So you yeah. grew up on the west side. Right. And I was born in 1957. Okay. Uh, 61. 61. We're about close. We're close. So we graduated high school in 76. That's when we heard about the scene. Right. Ricky Beat, actually the weirdos drummer, lived here. Oh, yeah? Oh, right. Yeah, wow. and he was walking around where the old lower reservation used to be at Fort MacArthur. It's a, it's a marina now. Cabrillo Marina. Marina hmm. don't be a part of town. Right. <laughs> and... Uh, He's wearing a Kotex around his neck, and he said there was a scene up in Hollywood where people wrote their own songs, which we were like, whoa. So how did you wow. hear about it? You know, I think that the big moment for me was, uh, well, Rodney on the Rock, yeah. you know, Sunday nights, yeah. I'd hear punk rock, and then uh, there was the band, The Damned, 
at Rhino Records, which yeah. is not too no, far right. from where I live. Oh, so you're, you're near Westwood. Yeah, okay. yeah. And Rhino was kind of a hotbed of, of sure. punk rock stuff back then. Nels so, worked there nine years. Oh, yeah. Well, well you know, his fine. dad was my English teacher, actually. Whoa! Mr. Klein. Mr. Klein. <laughs> yeah. wow. wow. And you know where he was born? I don't. Pedro. Oh, really? <laughs> it's in the Connection Strippy. Wow. Yeah, he's from Pedro. I knew Carla was from down here. She's from Pedro. Yeah. And then Dee Dee, Dee Dee Faye, hmm. backdoor man. And oh, yeah. Her sister in the zippers. Her parents were Pedro, but they moved to Carson, so she grew up in Carson, just up the right. freeway from us. So, okay, Rhino's having an in-store with Dan. And the Dan were there, and I was like, wow, you know, like... This is just so weird and, and cool, and I got to know more about this. And I, I was, you know, I think I was looking, you know, like a lot of us were at that time, like yeah. I for something to connect with. <laughs> right, yeah, I'd been to see like Tom Petty and crap like that, and it just didn't really, you know, wasn't doing it for me. So, yeah. um, you know, th- it was just soon after that, we started going up to uh, the Whiskey and seeing bands, and I saw the Jam at the Starwood, and... Somehow ended up at the mask, but <laughs> I met Black Randy of Danger House Records. Sure, sure. And in the Metro Squad. So yeah, so then it was like deep you know, the into that. This album was past the dust. I think of Bowie, and he did his thing like kind of a hunky dory. Yeah, <laughs> he's a funny dude. Yeah, he is. He's oh, no my, longer with us, but, but you, yeah, I know, I know. Very sad, but uh, did you find out though that in a way? Yeah, it was a much different dynamic than that arena show. You, anybody could go to these shows, but anybody could mainly even put on shows. Anybody could right. start a band, just a whole different thing, right? For sure. So you didn't really come from the, putting a band together. You came from, let's put a show together. Right, yeah. I, I was like, what can I do to contribute to this, this scene that yeah. you know I really like? And I guess I must have had an early kind of like, well, there was places like the Brave Dog in downtown yeah. LA and stuff like that, where it was, it was all ages, pay five bucks, yeah, all yeah. the beer you could drink, and and I just and seeing all these great bands all in one one lineup. So I was like, I just was inspired by people just taking over a space and, and making it for the scene rather than yeah. dealing with the nightclubs and uh, all yeah, the stuff sure. on the Sunset Strip and all that. I I, I didn't really, uh, I mean, I liked seeing the bands there, but it didn't feel like as cool and kind of. Uh, inspiring to me yeah. so that was the first that was the first phase and then um she so put on some gigs yeah obviously i bet you probably at the gigs we, we played and, she, i remember you had, asking us early on to do one of your I, I guess i didn't know how many shows you had done it up to that point not much not much i, I mean started. yeah and and then there was also a, there was a cassette magazine called nonplus yeah, you right. remember that mm-hmm. and i interviewed you guys for that and uh yeah i just i mean you guys were kind of just you put it all together I mean so so well in terms of just you know I was a big Wire fan and yeah. then you're like pop groups check yeah. out pop groups you know yeah. and uh, and then but you guys were from here and you were like contemporaries and and had well I mean here oh, so LA yeah. period just okay. just um, you were you were coming at the whole kind of punk slant so differently than everybody else and and for me it was like I just you know, felt like you guys kind of represented where I thought things should be going. Oh, and, wow. uh, you know, and the lyrics were great, the one-minute songs. and all, I mean, it was just all like, 
it's just inspiring. So, yeah. And, and, you know, musically, you guys just were evolving so fast. You know, it's like, but even from the beginning, there was like, these guys, you know, there were so many kind of sound alike, look alike, you know, yeah. and there were so many inspired people, too. There's a lot of both, I think, going on. Water, so. I'm trying to remember. There was a place, oh, I forget, no, I too. I, I'm, I remember yeah, there's, somebody. Blackwater's kind of in the East Hollywood part near Los Feliz. And, uh, yeah. Um, Silver um, Lake. Right near the L.A. River. It, it was like. Right by the river. So what was that place down. called? Uh, anyway. The Beastie Boys had a pad on that main street there. <laughs> there was a, anyway, was, there was a rehearsal studio. There was and, just a big oil leak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. 50,000 gallons. Wow. Yeah, it just came up through the manholes. Oh, yeah, I found out because it's all secret now, but there's all kinds of pipes under SoCal. Tons of them. Huh. But they don't let people know because it's like... Yeah, know, people would freak. Well, there's those, those, those se- seismic activities. Yeah. <laughs> Pipe cleaner. Pipe is a problem. Okay, because yeah. I'm just trying to remember. A lot of times I can remember old days, and then other times, man, it's all foggy. I can imagine. I remember the gig. I can't remember the pad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll, I'll have to come back and do my homework. Off. Helen had the thing. Actually, Jack brought us in there. And, Anti-club. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Jack and uh, the overman guy... Uh, he had a couple guys, with, and they worked with the Brave Dog people, too. I, I just, I don't think Jack had a, a band. No. But no. the other man did. Not Craig Lee, no. He was the singer of, uh, no, Overman. Oh, oh. wow. I, I never played with them in Wall of Voodoo. They played there early. And, but mm. the, it was uh, some of these guys, Jack, I can't remember his last Jack name. Jack Marquette. Marquette. Marquette, that's yeah, it. Right. He worked with some of them Brave Dog guys. Uh, the, the percussion man. I actually saw him do a gig with hmm. Laurie Anderson. Oh wow! Yeah. Who was over? I don't. Do you remember Overman? Remember no, that was like part name. Oh, Jim Van Tine. That's oh, right. Jim yeah. Van Tine. Really, really incredible. I yeah. Mean, there were so many incredible individuals of those times. I wish mm-hmm. I would have made bigger. I mean, they made an incredible impact on me, but they deserve more. Like at least remember their names and shit. Well, it's been a while. I mean, like you asked me about venues yeah. and where we did things, and it's you know I have to go back. I have to go on the internet sometimes just to figure out, you know, what I did back then. Like, yeah. I found a flyer for a show, and it was like, Tragic Comedy, Minutemen, Mnemonic Device. You know, it was probably wow. you guys said, like, oh, you should book Tragic Comedy. You know what I mean? Wow. Or something like that. But, from the hill. Yeah. But, uh, people, guys, we New Alliance, our label put that out. Maybe both. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's play some music. <laughs> Thank you. 
Something colliding Somewhere 
gonna kill both of them. Go ahead, grass you out. I'm super awkward. You're super awkward.
Have you ever met him? No. 
Yeah, well, I, I had a job. I was working in Washington, D.C. Anyway, the, the punchline of the story is, yeah. he said, I've never taken drugs in my life. And, yeah. uh, and, and I was like, not even pot. And he goes, no, because I felt like I wouldn't be able to represent the organization properly. And <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's dedication. Uh, yeah. No aspirin? <laughs> stop the drug war. Okay, stop. Mm-hmm. Dot org. Um, Sounds of Peter in the background. <laughs> well, the starting students, somebody's moving in over here. Uh, we, we just heard uh, uh, Pascal and Electus. That's uh, something new from the Chef Cookstein. It's Brother June, Tokyo. Your band. I know they're going to open up because I'm the first 10 gigs of the Osanyo de Mainaya tours with the Light Brothers. Mm. Oh, cool. Mr. Wall, you might have some competition there. Like he's even got the phone number here. Right? Yeah, yeah, because it came on. The he was on the so. show. I yeah, so. I remember it blew our mind up where he learned how to play guitar. Uh, side mouse for Mike Palm of Agent Orange. I never oh, right, knew John right. Wall was yeah, Orange yeah. County. Right. Yeah. I never do. Loved Agent Orange, <laughs> by the way. Okay, yeah. yeah. First time at the, the King and I. The uh, name before Raji's. Oh, wow. Magic Tornado oh, on Hollywood yeah. Boulevard. Uh, the head of that was a Belgian band, Billions of Comrades, with Kaon, uh, Barbez, Etcha Yeshiva Vadad. I think they do like Italiano Jewish old songs. That's a niche. Hooray Matinee, uh, Petra Hayden's new proj with uh, St. Valentine. She just did a pair of. Improvisation of pairs, duets. Uh, it was on TV too, huh? Was it on TV also? Oh, another thing. Late night, uh, something or other. Wow. I believe so. She's getting busy. Yeah, very Respect busy. tool, Petra. You know, Charlie Hayden's stuff. Sure. Yeah. Petra Hayden. Um, Dirty Beaches ahead of that with Love is the Devil. Got a few acts there in uh, Lisbon. I think he's got a, a sax band now. And then Cuz, brand new album, came out. Day before yesterday, yeah. time of tobacco. This is with no bee sting. And we start everything off with bee sting. Something new from tobacco who's on tour. No bee sting, uh, like a drone. Uh, I wrote this song and was sitting there on the rocks in the middle of my bike ride at Royal Palms down by the water. And uh, you know how you can tell a drone bee, right? You got big eyes. And you ain't got to be scared because you got no stinger. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, the workers are all ladies that ain't fertile. The queen, of course, is a lady who is fertile. The drones are the only boys, and they only a little job, right, uh, to make the fertile. So when they're kind of useless. They drive them out of a the hive. They end up starving to death. Uh, you got the big man. eyes so you can see the queen. She's like five times bigger. You know a queen, so. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, back to Stuart Sweezy, uh, our guest in his... Uh, Journey through music. He's putting on gigs. He's asking the Minuteman and Shadow Minstrels. Yep. And who's the other guy? Demonic Devices. Right. And uh, and, and we did a show with, with you guys in Tragic Comedy. Tragic Comedy, which is Dirk Vandenberg, our neighbor down here. Uh, uh, power trio he had with John Rucknowski and Crane. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Dirk Vandenberg, people, is the one who took the picture of covered double nickels on the dime. Wow. Reference and got the awesome guitar safari shop. That's right, 6th Street here in Pedro. If you need repairs, if you need purchase, if you need just somebody to talk to, go mm-hmm. see Dirk. Six, where is it? Between 
Pacific and Mesa, just up from yeah. Mesa. On the same side as the Warner Grand Theater. Yeah. Uh, getting back to this, okay, but what you're doing, you're finding rooms and you're like kind of taking them over, right? Right, yeah, just, you know, uh, open spaces, anybody that would let us, you know. Sure. Put on a gig. You didn't and, have to and, deal with that rock and roll hierarchy shit. Exactly right. Just get a PA or, or find a place that had a, a PA in there already because it was a rehearsal studio, and just kind yeah. of do it so the bands had somewhere to play and we had somewhere to hang out and 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 really not have all the like you know wristbands and security yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. It just all that has always kind of put me off. Like yeah, yeah. I don't really relate but to that. Did with you music. get onto this thing about different venues because? Is the desert before the boat? Desert was the yeah, very first. Before the yeah. boat. Because right. uh, we get asked by Stuart, after already doing some... And we already picked up on this, that punk was about whatever you wanted to do, so you didn't have to play. In fact, some situations, like Black Flag, they could only play the Ukrainian Hall or the Polish Hall. Uh, a lot of rock and roll clubs wouldn't let you in. In fact, I remember we were... Men and men weren't allowed in the whiskey. We were called a violent SST band. <laughs> Till who asked us to open up there? Fear. <laughs> I think X got us into the Roxy. But anyway, we get asked by you to do a really intriguing uh, proposition. He's going to rent two school buses, find a dry lake in the Mojave Desert, and do a gig with Savage Republic there via uh, a generator, right? No, yeah. no plug. No, 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 no structure. Just put up the buses, I guess, for a windbreak. That was an afterthought. So, right, we figured that out once we got there about the windbreak. Now, how did you get this idea? Well, okay. These people, the, that, that Minutemen song you heard at the beginning of the gig, of today, today's edition of the show, that's from this gig. You know, it, it kind of came to me driving with some friends through the Sonora Desert in Mexico, just listening to music and, you know, cranking the old cassettes and, like, thinking, like, this is this is the way the music that I like should be experienced. And, and I was thinking, like, what if you could actually, you know, have bands out here? Like, what, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And so um, when I came back, I was talking to Bruce Leischer from Savage Republic. And, and Bruce, I was a fan of them also and, and Bruce was like oh I, I yeah, like what the... were they called they had another name before. well they were originally Africa called Africa Corps and then I, I think I was wondering like I've seen that word in like war movies and shit like what right. call their bandits yeah I don't <laughs> like think that lasted bitch. too long <laughs> but uh they uh they morphed into the but they were into this kind of desert people. thing it was it was the same band yeah, I think they had they... one guy he went on to do his own thing. He was written, and Bruce did too. I think it's actually Ethan still's got, got it going. Actually, I went and saw them. We uh, the, we both went to see Ethan's version of In Savage Island Republic. Park. Yeah, a couple, what like three weeks ago. They played with uh, Medicine, with Brad Lander's Medicine, band. Brad Lander. Yeah. Wow. It was it was a good it was a good show. But, um, but anyway, so you thought, man, so, this is the way I want to see a gig. Right. Exactly. And and Bruce was like, well, you know, there's a dry lake bed out near Palmdale where I go and I do photography, you know, because he was into a lot of different kind of sure. graphic things and he had his own letter press that he, right. he would use. to that cardboard kind of aesthetic. He yeah, used. It was yeah. Great. And so he's like, let's go out there and scout it. So I went out there and I just, I've always liked the desert, I guess, you know, just the the vastness of it and the emptiness and I and, uh, just thought, you know, part of it was, I think, you know, just like the way you guys have made being from Pedro, like part of the whole 
thing all these years now, yeah. you know? It's like, well, we're in L.A. We're not in London. We're not in New York. Where else could you get these great bands that are really innovative and something like that and go out to the middle of the desert and play, right. you know? And, and where That's else could this point. situation uh, happen? So that was part of it. I was like, you know... And so, again, like, like you are saying about, you know, my tact wasn't so much like, oh, I'm going to start a band, but, like, let's do other things with yeah. the scene and, and make it something... Be creative about it. Right, exactly. So you get this idea, let's rent some school bus. I think Bruce printed the tickets, if I remember. Yeah. Well, you got some? You know what, I brought... I don't know if you have the... Uh, I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but the Joy at Sea... Tickets? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if you got one of those. No, no. Rather than that. This is exact Bruce, Bruce Leitzer's kind of trip on this. Well, yeah, he did these two, and and, uh, so basically, um, the the school bus thing, I think. Mariska, you started getting involved probably by that time, right? In the planning phases of of what we were doing. Specifically, I was bus monitor. (laughs) But but before that, we had to have the idea. Before there was a bus monitor, we had to have the idea of. How are we going to get people there? Yeah. And, and I think... Where did we meet? Somewhere downtown, right? Yeah, yeah. We it was downtown and... Right in the little Tokyo town. area? Yeah, because empty we, parking I lot. remember we didn't use a van. We rode along with everybody. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So I, I think I just thought it would be more fun. I mean, I, I also thought, like, I don't have to worry about... It was partly due with the tickets, too. Like, you know, we needed a certain amount of money just to pay for the generator and the yeah, PA right. and all that stuff like that. And I thought it'd be easier just to get the tickets there, because otherwise, out in the middle of the desert, how do you like, you know, <laughs> know, know. pass the hat? What are you going to do? <laughs> so, uh, but but it was also like it'd be kind of a fun thing just to have a bus and be able to have a few drinks or whatever on the way out, yeah. and not have to worry about driving yourself back. I didn't want to have to worry about people's, you know, ability to drive home. <laughs> that kind you of. You know thing. what's nuts? You know, there's pictures inside Double Nickels on the dime. Yeah. That stuff on the right side. There's Wilson Park on the real right side. As you get closer to the spine, you can see the buses. See D. Boom with the headband and the glasses because the dust was getting in his contacts. There's a wind blowing. Oh. Right. That's the wind. <laughs> I think we had a jam for the sun god and one for the rain god and one for the wind god on that set. I'm that was with Joe Biza playing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. men would bring in these jams in the set that were very short. That one was kind of three or four minutes. That was a long one. But they had no structure. We just did to like counterbalance all the little uh, very deliberate compositions. Right. Uh, I remember maybe it was kind of a small generator. <laughs> so I think we pulled too much current. <laughs> well, you know, Mariska has started pulling out because she was taking pictures out there. And she's, yeah. I don't know, if wow. we started a little uh, I think Facebook. my pictures are from uh, Dirk Vandenberg. Right. Yours are from Dirk because he told me good. about that after we started being back in touch. And then. He's supposed to go find his negatives too, although he hasn't he hasn't done it yet. Well, this was in the moment as a, yeah. you know, when you made an SST record, you just glued everything on a white poster board, right? Literally cut them out with scissors and yeah. glued them there. No, no <laughs> negatives. I glued the actual pictures on the cardboard. Raymond's drawings. Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And it's a great cover too. I mean, it's a classic. <laughs> Totally uh, not Photoshop. Right? <laughs> yeah. You yeah, always use the same typewriter for the writing. So, but yeah, we have so we have a picture of the generator, and yeah, oh it wow, was not, you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the dry lake. It had to run everything. Yeah, yeah. We learned. I think we ended up getting bigger generators. Bigger ones the next yeah. time. Once we had a band that played power tools, like, a little foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that one. 
Oh, cool. I wasn't at the second one. Because we were on tour. The second the one was... The one where you do with uh, Sonic Youth. That was the last one I did, actually. Okay. That was the that was the. That's where we're not one. there. Right. Is that one after Einstein's ending? Yeah, it was, okay. Einstein Noy Mountain was the second desert one. And then, okay. and then I'm skipping that, around a little bit. But the other one, I couldn't go because we were out of town. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, but I'm glad that you brought some music from there. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, after... So that was incredible... Uh, well, after two desert shows, I mean, we can talk a little bit more about no about, but but that's when I was like, well, okay, I did that. You know what I mean? Desert water, and then it was well, once but again. Do you remember, here's something I remember about the desert gig: coming home, we had to pull over something, and some dude attacked us with rocks. That was I wasn't right. I was not on that bus. Everyone's talking but about that. I, I've heard about I, I it. I don't remember it exactly because I was kind of buzzed and stuff. But <laughs> I remember we had to pull over, and some dudes. Something like, you know, hey, man, you know, the fuck? And, uh, Just one guy? Maybe another, he had a buddy or something, but he's telling shitty jokes and he wanted us to laugh. I said, laugh! And, like, no one laughed, so he started throwing rocks. <laughs> I said, laugh! You know? It's like some movie. It was so, so uh, bizarre. But I remember, so maybe some got a flat or some kind I think of trouble. It was, I think the bus was got flat. a flat. Yeah. The bus got a, the school bus got a flat. People were at the end of the first hour of the, um, May 21st edition of Watt for Peter's show. So special guest, Stuart Sweezy. Brother Matt here. Hold tight for hour two. Cool. May 21, 2014, second hour of Watt for Peter's show. Napalm is coming up next, man. You know what? This is, this is the tumbleweed country. LSD country punk. That's what... That's what meat puppets are. Thank you. 
Time.
Sun. No, that's on here. Watch for Pedro. Shall we start off the second hour? We're having a little debate here. <laughs> trying to remember shit. Of course, that's hopeless. But Dave Travis has kind of a handle on it, so I'm inclined to trust him. Start off the second hour with some live meat puppets, courtesy Stuart Sweezy. Not only did he put on the gig that uh, gave birth to these uh, versions, I got the versions from them. I've never heard these things from the desert, uh, the Mojave Desert. Was there ever a name of that dry lake bed? Mecca? Mecca was the the Einsturz of the Neubauten one, so that was that's or, right. And that's a different location. Different location, and that was somewhere we just drove down uh, a road that said "road closed." Yeah, <laughs> it's, hey, this is pretty idea. cool. This is a good canyon yeah, here, and it looked really like kind of you know Jurassic or whatever. It just yeah. looked like dinosaurs were going to come around. Yeah, the it was different and, than ours. Ours yeah. was a flat, very flat, right? Tried lake bed. Yeah, there is a name for it. Lucerne Valley is the closest town, and I, yeah. I believe that it's called the Lucerne Valley Dry Lake Bed. Not that exciting. And I remember name. those dudes, uh, them little three wheel cars with the sail. Yeah. They're yeah. doing that shit where they wail, uh, using the wind. Okay, start off with uh, it's, this is all meat puppets, people. Two rivers, then away, then up on the sun, tumbling, tumbling weeds, two wheel, a fallen that's maiden milk, and finally hot pink. Um, we're thinking what 1985 very early 85 I can tell you it was January 5th and and the reason for that is because I wanted to do a show with Sonic Youth I'd seen them when I was over in Europe in Berlin and I met them and they were just going they had really toured in the US they were mainly touring in Europe in those days right and when I met them they were like I'm like what are you guys doing there well we're just sort of going from town to town you know like they had no real uh plan or whatever and so I thought well if you're ever back in the states and you know you, you want to do a show like I did this desert show and like you know get in touch and that was the same thing I, I said to Neubauten and that was when I met them same same time period and because uh, they both were bands that just blew me away I was yeah, really yeah. impressed yeah, both and so 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 Kim and Thurston Kim grew up in LA not West too far side. from yeah and Foster. Uh, Pro- Prosser Street? Prosser? Yes. Right, yeah, street. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Meaty meat, there's a little burger thing. Oh, me. yeah, definitely. Uh, right down on Pico couple, there. That's only like a block from her mom and pop's pad. Right, exactly, yeah. I mean, no, it's not five. meaty meat. Sorry, I hate to contradict you, Mike Watt. It's, it's Marty's. Marty's? Marty's hamburger. Meaty meat is, is, is further down. One? Yeah, that's down like more like, you know. What about apple pie pan? Apple pan rules. Apple pan, yeah, yeah, I spent a good part yeah. of my that, life in that place. We're talking Pico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, meeting meets further down toward Fairfax or something. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to fuck That's you. all right. I know that area. Told but you, my so, so really it was, it was so what, right around Christmas time, right? And Kim right. And, thir- and they were, you know. They always do New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they always came to visit Mom and Pop. Right. So so they were there, and, and, and they're like, well, look, we're going to be in L.A. anyway. Why don't we do the show then? And I'm thinking, well, geez, this is my window to do the, the Sonic Youth show that I've been wanting to do, and... You know, we all wanted to do another desert show, and and the Meat Puppets. At that point, I had them do that. Had already done Joy at Sea with the Minutemen. Right. But ain't got to that yet, people. Yeah, and I'm skipping around it's chronologically. All right. No, it's because it's connected via the desert. Right, but I, I and felt also like also this Meat Puppet stuff here had to do a desert show with the Meat Puppets because who knows when I was going to do one again? Right, you know what I mean? And, and they actually being from uh, Tempe, Phoenix. Yeah, they're a desert band. Exactly. Well, closer yeah. than we are. Yeah, no, I mean, pretty much. If, you, if you've been to Phoenix, you're not too far it's from the It's more desert. than Pedro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, so, so, and I don't know, I mean, you know, it was like I just reached out to everybody and, and it all kind of came together. They drove in from Phoenix, you know, straight to the, they didn't even go to LA. They just drove straight to the, you know, dry lake bed uh, from yeah. Phoenix and they were camping out there. Red and, Cross too, right? Red Cross. And, uh. We're from, uh, like Hawthorne. Hmm. Yeah. Not too close to the desert. Close <laughs> yeah, but close to, not close too far from Closer than us, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the, the cats before. Uh, and so those were the three bands, right? And well, there was one more, that oh, yeah. a guy that you might remember. It was Merska, used to be in a band with Perry Farrell called Psycom. Psycom! And then... And the then, synthesizer. In fact, Minuteman played with them. On top of Okie Dog. Yeah, right! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Where was I? Was I there? Why didn't you put that on? <laughs> I don't know. That's cool, though. I can't do it all, you know? And I think Perry had just come to SoCal. Yeah. And it, right, and he was doing construction. I'd later on, you know, I worked with Porno, and he told me the story, because that's where I first met him. They were a trippy band. I liked them. They were trippy. So I was, I was, I was roommates. Being anything strange, you know. Yeah, right. When it all moved to guitars, it got a little regular for me. I like that seventies punk. That you know, like mm-hmm. screamers or yeah, gender. screamers are amazing. You know, yeah. we don't even have a guitar in the band. Right, right. I mean, we had one, but that didn't mean everybody else had to have one. I like this thing of that anything goes. No, uh, no mercy. Remember that San Francisco band? They were just a drummer and a singer. Hmm. I've ladies. heard of them, but yeah. <laughs> you may have to throw them into our. You uh, probably mix heard their here. song. Yeah. they had that big song, uh, Caucasian Guild. Okay. Yes. Good drum lick. Right. Right. But anyway, so. So uh, well, Perry, Perry had basically all. Yeah. You get these ideas, and then the big thing was just making it happen. Exactly, this is yeah. The, those kind of days. And, and people were very cool yeah, in the nobody. sense of nobody was like, oh, Stuart, you can't do that, or what, what the hell, how much am I getting up front? Or, you know, it, it was more like, yeah, let's do this, yeah, you know, and, and the spirit of that. Ed Wood, that movie, I don't right. know how accurate that movie is, but let's make a movie. Right. But it was that spirit, let's do a right. game. Yeah. And and there really was no realm of like this is possible, this yeah. isn't because you know you you could sort of uh, if everybody was willing to go along with it, right. you could make it a reality. It you know, by your imagination. Basically. Right, and, and also right. the people's spirit, I think, is, is part of it too. You know, everybody's willing to buy a ticket in advance. I didn't have all the money, sure, for, to book everything, but people just bought the tickets at the record store. You know, there used to be record stores that, you know, <laughs> no, I mean there are, but it used to be a rhino, <laughs> yeah, Aaron's and rhino. But I mean, I mean, the thing was, it was all kind of on trust and like, yeah, let's yeah. just. Um, Make this thing happen, and 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 so it, you know it was. Uh, how, what am I trying to say? Here? Was it was my, maybe I had an idea, but it was so many people that Henry, made it happen. Henry and David, who's who's vinyl fetish guys? They had that oh, thing yeah. too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then there was Poobah people, and of course Mike and his mom here in Long Beach at Zed's. Yeah, Zed's. Right. You know, we're not trying to be nostalgic people, but there was a kind of vibe that got lost. Yeah. A little bit. Well, the old punk was a lot about people. Yeah. For sure, and, and I mean, people connect now with like internet and you know Facebook and things like that. Yeah, but but it, no, that I don't know that guy. What's his name? Zucker. Zuckerberg. Yeah. He's the, the middleman between all of us. Right. Ooh. Like in the old days, you know. But, like, I think it was like if you lived in the city, it was Mr. Graham wanted to be in between everything, or here, uh, who was the guy in the Times? Mr. Hilburn. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. So Kickboy makes his own magazine. Al makes his flip side. Right. Why isn't there that spirit now? We have to go through this other guy. He has a good-looking toll booth. Why, why, why do we like? Good point. 
Yeah, so so also I think there was places where you could go. Like I mean that's why, you know, we ended up starting a bookstore also called Muck Books later yeah, on. Because well you know, you you bounce around ideas and people would have conversation and stuff like that. So it was like you could spread I the still word think and it can it, happen though. Those yeah, absolutely. Ain't over, right? No, I I think Maybe that in the cycle of spirit it's in kind of a low mode. Well, it's everything gets harder, I think, in a way because like Rents go up and and things. Just the practical side of things okay. has just gotten harder for people. I think things were more econo in those days. Yeah. Well, for one thing, they let us alone. They didn't know what our scene was. Right. That was one good thing. That germ song. What we do is secret. <laughs> <laughs> there were some advantages to that. For sure. Sure, you couldn't bring in ten thousand, but you might bring in enough people to make an interesting, trippy gig. Right. So. Uh, yeah. That's what you're hearing, people. Is that uh, meat puppets playing this? Uh, same uh, lake bed we did. But before that, we had done The Joy at Sea because Stuart got in his head to do a gig in Pedro. But not exactly Pedro, but the water's off of Pedro. Now, which, you rented a boat? Yeah, we, we rented a whale watch boat. Whale watcher boat. That you would take out to, sure. to sea and, and um, you know. 78. I, I don't know. It was like they were up for it. They were willing to rent to us and... Uh, it wasn't such a huge boat that we couldn't afford it and had a kind of a big deck that we yeah. could, you know, where people would do their whale stage. watching, that we could actually build uh, a stage. And <laughs> Aaron, who was your drummer, Aaron Shearer, actually, like, was, was a really good construction guy. He just came down that day and just started, put it together, like, put right, it together right, yeah, on the boat that afternoon. I remember it took off by the ferry bill, what's called the Maritime Museum. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Right there at 6th Street in Harbor. So, and, uh, that was incredible. <laughs> so we just, and that was with me, Poppins. Yeah. And uh, with the brother band of Minutemen, and uh, we got to uh, basically just cruise the harbor. We never went out of the harbor, right? <laughs> well, I, I think, yeah, we just, we, yeah, we, it, was, it was at night, and you had all the cranes lit up and stuff like that. I mean, it had a lot, <laughs> yeah, of, a lot of atmosphere Big without time. leaving the, the harbor Island. itself. We were right next yeah. to Terminal Island almost the whole time. You know, and going under uh, Bridge. Thomas know. Bridge, down right. the main yeah. channel, mm-hmm. then going out to the outer harbor, and even on the Long Beach side. So mm-hmm. It was ours. D-Boone almost... The boom was rocking the boat. We, I, I remember we had the time of amps. <laughs> yeah. Almost like wrestling ring style, you know. Because wrestling rings have really springy... Yeah. Well, Deep Boone jumped up and down when we played with those those midget wrestler Latin cats. We found out about that tie the amps to the ropes, and we had to do that kind of here, too. Deep Boone got moving, man. There was some physics... Going on. That was a, that was a moment of like, what the hell were you thinking, right? Like I had it all planned out in my head, and then I see D. Boone start jumping up and down. <laughs> Whoa! Don't want to lose this, this stack of amps right now. <laughs> because it's hard for him to play standing still, you know. Oh, it made it so much better. I mean, it was like everybody that was there was just like, Whoa. Captain Town was probably like, "Whoa, steady there, mate." <laughs> Look, it's the time of the show now when Brother Matt's going to do his spin site. All right. And so we'll be right back to talk about more.
Thank you so much. Certainly. For your you. spin cyclage. What went into this well, edition's Got to keep the meme impetus. puppet flow with the desert talk there. Desert and talk. And then uh, the burritos kind of took over with the influence in uh, Latin Playboys and some uh, Hound Dog. You know. Weren't you in the desert last weekend? Yeah, Joshua Tree. Joshua okay. Tree Music Festival. Very Joshua cool Tree. Yeah, you know they got a regular thing now out there. Musicians out in the desert or at a, like a, at a bar? A campground yeah. set up with like a, a little lake. And uh, some guy took over the, the concert part. And he runs that, all the concert events. That and they got the campground up there, so it's a very cool spot. That sounds cool. Yeah, they do it in May and in October. Yeah, you don't want to do it in the middle of summer. <laughs> and there is a pad where they do inside gigs. Pappy and Harriet's, Harriet's got an inside and outside, yeah. too. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. But like people started moving out now, they weren't in the area we were in. This is more upper desert. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you keep going past Joshua, past the turnoff to Joshua yeah. Tree, you would get to where we were talking about, we were, about Mecca, we California. Easy, yeah. yeah. And then the other one was the high desert, which, where you guys played, was uh, on the way out to, I guess, between Palmdale and Vegas, kind of that, that highway. Lucerne? Yeah. Well, Lucerne Valley was the last town before the dry lake bed. Okay. And then uh, I was watching some uh, video that, that Dave Travis had shot in Victorville. I guess we had, for the last show with Sonic Youth and Meat Puppets and uh, Red Cross, we had a, a checkpoint where we actually let people, like, drive their cars and then get, we gave them maps and then they went from there to the dry lake bed. But I forgot. Oh, wow. You gave them the buses. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we did buses. We did both. We gave people the option because okay. so many people were like, we just want to drive out there. You know, so I, like, broke down and... Uh, because I remember our, our, our situation. Uh, oh, I, I forgot to ask you. Was there any crazy, besides the, the throwing the rocks, was there any crazy stuff from our gig? Uh, I thought it was funny that the bus drivers came straight from church. There were these big black women, and they're all dressed in their Sunday good, and the look on their face when they saw who was getting on the bus. The... The, the first shift. one was pretty smooth. Uh, when we were talking about Joy at Sea, a, a friend of mine, uh, Steve Hausman from Lawndale, yeah. told me a story, which I had from that show that I'd forgotten, is that we were going around the harbor and on the way back to the dock. Yeah. The harbor patrol pulled us over because we had right. a big banner that said Joy at Sea flying on, on, on the boat, and they made us take it down because it was, I forget, it was like an improper maritime you know banner or something like that. <laughs> And we had to put the U.S. flag back up. So, <laughs> so I, you can't be having any joy at sea, brother Matt. Siemens etiquette. <laughs> any joy at sea. Oh, that was a trip. There was no bad incidences, though. No. I don't remember any hombre. There was no police there. Out. There was no. We had no security. There was nobody. Um, you believe that? Nice. Everybody, you know, pretty much. You know, got along. I mean, there there was like, I guess, I can't really say any bad incidents or vibes or you know. I mean, there's a lot of different people <laughs> uh, a lot of trying to, you know, could have went wrong but did exactly. Yeah, and 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 I think it's to everybody's credit that they were there just you know for the music and not to, you know, started major hells. But, yeah, <laughs> um, I did get in trouble with the last show with the Bureau of Land Management, which. You remember the Minutemen bailed me out of? <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, because I never had permits for anything. And right. maybe in retrospect I should have, but, uh, you know, at the time it didn't seem like any big deal. Like, people were out there with dirt bikes, like, why, why can't we have a concert? Like, you know. And um, so then I guess later on they, they got a flyer and they 
tracked me down, and then they wanted all these fees and stuff like that. And, I mean, they were polite, but it was also the yeah. federal government. <laughs> you know, right. it kind of, kind of freaked me out a little bit. So, so anyway, the Minutemen were kind enough to do a benefit. That's right. And the, the trespass benefit, and uh, we came up with the 400 oh, bucks that the Bureau of Land Management were asking for. So, so yeah, there was, you know, I mean, uh, probably pushing the margin of what you could get away with, you know. For but, those days, yeah. especially. Maybe not nowadays, but you got away with it and you created some legendary times. Yeah, I think when we put that out on Politics of Time, were we the first one to release a recording of that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think later Savage Republic released something, didn't they? I don't know if there's any live Savage Republic from that show. And in fact, I called Bruce Fleischer after you invited me to come on the show. And uh, I said, look, I know you're credited as recording, you know, Tune yeah. for the Wind God, so you must have recorded other things, or, you know, and he goes, well, yeah, let me check it out. You know, it's like, you know, it's been so many years that people have a hard time finding all their oh, sure. stuff and stuff like that. He's but living in Arizona, right? He actually moved to Bishop, California, oh, he and he brought all his, his, his letterpress stuff with him, and uh, he's still, <laughs> he's done some amazing stuff oh, over yeah, the years. Oh, yeah, still doing it. Yeah. Stereo Does he still make music? I think he does record with some people. He just doesn't tour with Savage Republic. I mean, yeah, that yeah, band yeah. is... That's a whole other end. Yeah, but he, yeah, I think he's still doing some projects. And There was another cat in that band. He split off early. Well, yeah, Jeff Long. Yeah. Who uh, I, Jeff was the bass man from UCLA, I remember. But he ended up in, in uh, Wasted Youth. Right. <laughs> right, and then I think, I don't know, he got some kind of degree and really good bass man. But there was another cat. He had a trippy name. Uh, Jackson Del Rey did Seventeen Pygmies. Uh, who who else was in the original? I mean, Jeff. No, you can't remember his name. I mean, I remember some of the names. Mark Erskine. I, I just don't know what other projects they did after this Savage is, Republic. Yeah, another cat. I, mean, I brought the. Wait, I have a CD here. here, but here, will this help? I brought there. Uh, so I thought we might want to play one yeah. if this is not a live in the I desert track I played stuff of them on the show before yeah so those are the guys that were on the original album Loveless mm. that's the oh. cat Robert, Robert Loveless, Loveless. Right. Loveless. yeah he was yeah. the keyboards guy and yeah, yeah he was kind of one of the monkey mooks too of that band or right in those days yeah um, Bruce had another project because I think he went to school at UCLA mm-hmm. the, the, the Yerno guys knew him yeah some place where they could all record some kind of Sewer tunnel or some acoustic kind of echoey thing. Right. And he did it before he uh, joined those guys. I think that's where all that stuff started. He was just banging on metal in yeah. in, in that like underground bunker or something like in that. In fact, Ethan came later. Right. Is what I remember. You are correct on that. Wow. Yeah, I think Ethan was just such a big, you know, fan of Sounds Republic that he wanted to. Put you in the band. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I noticed like Ethan put some kind of tour together, maybe. Five years ago, something like that, with with Savage Republic and Blixa, the singer from Einstein's and Noy That's right. And it was it was sort of talking about the fact that they had sort of been at the same place at the same time doing these desert shows and stuff like that. But, but it wasn't really like out in the desert or anything. But it was just that it was from that time period. <laughs> cosmology. Yes. That part of cosmology. Uh, really interesting. Where was that benefit gig? Anti-club. That's right. Hell in uh, 
Yeah, it was Nip Drivers, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and... By the way, Kurt just put out a record. The yeah. guitar man made a band called Labor Camp. He just put out a record. And I was just in a Mike Weber documentary. People were at the end of the uh, May 21st, 2014 edition. Watch the Peter Show Hour 2. Hold tight for Hour 3. May 21, 2014's third hour, What Pedro Show. Chapter 3, Mike Watt is a singer book. Many volumes you can get, you want to Bye. 
Live from Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with the Minutemen stuff from Joy at Sea. King Stuart Sweezy put on. Let's see, I got a ticket in my pocket. Yeah. This was uh, Friday, June 15th, 1984. Day before Raymond's birthday. Days after K's. Started with Cut, then Jesus and Tequila, then a little man with a gun in his hand, and finally History Lesson Part 2. Uh, yeah, that was a great gig. I mean, finally, to play Pedro, you know, at sea, that was great. You couldn't, no, no greater gift can be given to a Pedro band for, for making that fucking happen. Well, it, it was an honor for sure. I felt beautiful. like a, 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 such a memorable night. I mean, what about the Einstein's end of gig? Who, who, uh, that was Mark Pauline Research. Right. What happened was, like, I had spent a little bit of time just, you know, backpacking around Europe kind of thing, and I was in Berlin, and I saw them, because Ethan, actually, before I left, he goes, there's this band called Einsternsen and Neubaut, and I couldn't pronounce it either, and I was writing it down, I remember he goes, you gotta, if you get to Berlin, you gotta find these guys, so I'm like, I'm gonna find them, I'm gonna go to Berlin, you know, that sounds cool, and so when I saw them, they just kind of blew me away, you know, again, and and they, they were really loud, noisy, but, you know, there was something really kind of kind of uh it was more than just industrial music i mean there was something really kind of tribal and and cool and uh i just i so at the end of that night i came up to him i said hey you know i'm from la i'm gonna go be going back if you guys are ever in la and you want to play out in the desert like give me a call here's my number and then then heard nothing you know kind of basically forgot that i'd said it and then uh, i get a call from them in new york i mean they're in new york i'm in la and they're like, yeah, we will be in uh, Los Angeles in one week. Can you do a desert show? <laughs> I go, shit. I got to do this. When I got turned on, though, you know, they impressed me a lot. I remember uh, Mufti on the pipes with the wrenches. Yeah. It was like the most intense machine shop nightmare you ever had. They had this cat on the bass. This guy had a one-string bass. And he had it on maybe 30 seconds before he throws it into the sand he gets one of these fucking, you know, motor with the pounder, you know, for oh, yeah. leveling out shit. Almost like a pogo stick. He's yeah, was pounded that? that fucking bass. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He also had that giant spring. <laughs> right. Like an hammer. I mean, there were some... Well, they, they were a trip, man. I mean, they were like having a wild idea and then actually making it actual. Yeah. <laughs> and they were truly anarchy in the sense of like like the day before they, they played at Perkins Palace, yeah. which was a regular venue and they opened right. for Theater. a goth band called Specimen. But but that day they're like, Okay, you gotta help us get our stuff together. I'm like, All right, what are we gonna do? You know, I thought we'd be going to like a rental yard to rent some of the equipment which were power tools that they are playing, but we also would just go to construction sites, and they'd just, like, put on a jumpsuit and go grab a big iron spring or, you know, whatever, throw it in the van. Like, okay, well, that's how you guys not. do this. <laughs> so that was kind of a, that was kind of an eye-opener. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they were, they were really good. That, that, that was, those were really unique things. Yeah, and I mean, I think it was interesting that, you know, I didn't know all the references then, but, like, they were so, they kind of had a lot of the, what was the avant-garde German thing from the 20s and things sure. like that, like, you know, Dada and, and all I mean, that kind of stuff. Before Futurist, the music concrete. Yeah, and, and, and they kind of oh. were doing it all, you know, but in, in more of, like, the kind of an immediate punk rock. Yeah, yeah. Was, 
I thought it was hilarious that, yeah, the guitar man, Blake said he was adjusting his microphone, his cigarette and stuff. Meanwhile, these guys were like, Blank! <laughs> 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 it was like totally oblivious to his. Because he actually looked like a rock and roller in a way, but the other guys, yeah, it was a trip. That, that was... What happened? Well, in terms of that day? No. Oh. You doing gigs. You know, uh, I guess... I tried to, I don't know, I felt like I kind of, it ran its course for me, like I, I did these shows and, and I, I, you know, maybe just the evolution of, uh, there wasn't anybody that was really exciting to me that I hadn't worked with yet in terms of putting on these shows and I don't know, I, I, I think I was just ready for somebody else to take the banner the and, and, you know, or the baton yeah, or whatever. Let's hear some music, think about it. <laughs>
Pedro show. You just heard uh, the Sonic Bob Youth Flag. stuff from the Desert Geek. That well, also Bob Flanagan. Stuart Sweezy put on, what was it, January 5th? Yes. 1995? 1985. 85? 85, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, just heard Burn and Spear ahead of that was Brave Man Run. My family. Uh, Kill Your Idols, it started with Death Valley 69, Sonic Youth, at uh, Dry Lake Bend near Lucerne. That's the last village in California. Uh, back to what we were saying. Yeah, so you're waiting for somebody else to... Well, I don't know if that was it, really. I just, I think I... I uh, well, let's talk like about I, this book thing. People, right. after this uh, gig putting on Venture... Uh, turned to book land. Yes, I, mean, I think that was it. I just wanted to do something different, right. and and Mariska and I had already worked together on a lot of projects. She used to do a zine called Contagion, which was kind oh, of uh, yeah. had a lot of the ideas that you know. And then I think and when I got interested, it's called a muck, right? A muck, yeah. It started as as a we were going to open a bookstore, and it was basically going to be inspired by kind of the kind of things that were in the industrial culture handbook that that Vale did, and. And films, you know, some videos. We're talking like middle, middle 80s people. And, and I guess it, the whole idea was to have a whole range of subversive type of information yeah. all in one place. And yeah. it could be, you know, it could be a cult. It could be conspiracy theories, psychedelia, forensic pathology books before, you know, CSI and all yeah. that became. So a lot, of, a lot of things that were just extreme in one way or another. So we called it the extremes of information in print. And uh, we didn't have really the money to open the bookstore. And so we started a book catalog, a little thin catalog, instead because we figured we we could do that, you know. And then did we started, you end up getting a pad? We did. So we built up. Asked you if you did gigs there. If we did what? Gigs. If we did gigs, we did like Marisco was saying, we did some book signings, signings, and then we we it was hard to do gigs at the actual store, or we didn't end up doing it that much. But we did mm-hmm. some things with. Uh, I put on a show with this uh, Indian. Uh, Supposedly Indian keyboard player Carla Pandit. Yeah, and, yeah. I found the, out now he was a brother. Yeah, right. I yeah, I kind of had a, a few times. Maybe I saw the one. You're it was at about. the Park Plaza Hotel. Did yeah, you go to that one. But I got to talk with him. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was yeah. cool people. He yeah. told me about. He was part of the team that designed the Hammond B3. Oh wow! That cat had some serious history. He had that assistant guy with him. He was a. Tra- I love that gig. Yeah. So wow, my, I saw him a few times, but I remember that Park Plaza. Wow. Oh, cool. That, man, you've been everywhere, Mike. <laughs> There's well, shit. Good gig. He's there. Well, in those days, there was there was exotic stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right. And that was kind of like another thing. Like one I was time when into. I saw Nine Guy, it was in a tiki room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember Back in, at Bahookas? Maybe no, West, not Bahookas. Uh, it was the one over in West L.A., L.A. right? Kelbo. Kelbo. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I remember that show. Yeah. So you that remember? was like... Yeah, I mean okay. that was like all that stuff was kind of like uh, connected oh, in, in in different ways. He was a cat and was like had a show in daytime. I think housewife they'd have his head in the clouds with the turban on and yeah. housewives. I think would fantasize about this exotic man. I think he had an affair with Marilyn Monroe. He had quite a history. But it turns out he was he was not an Indian guy. No. He was he was a black guy from Iowa, and his original recording name was Johnny Reb. And and then he couldn't get gigs, you know. He couldn't, so he had to it like, make to himself with into people. I heard, yeah, for show, for uh, Hollywood. Yeah, know? so he kind of made himself into this. These this guys other would character. become, yeah, you know, like kind of chiefs and stuff. It's right. Not even uh, brothers, and also uh, Italian guys and stuff. <laughs> yeah. The, the the famous tear 
but because of the pollution. Right. Oh, he's a oh yeah. Guy. Iron Eyes Cody. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, <laughs> I bought it. <laughs>
Now it's through this world I ramble I've seen lots of funny men Some will rob you with a six gun And some with a fountain pen But it's through this life you travel And as through this life you roam
of your life You're gonna take it all in stride And then you suffocate the night Today is the last day Of the first part of your life You're gonna take it all back home And you'll suffocate the night With a hammer and a wife So, 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 oh yeah, I gotta tell you what we heard. Fallen down by Rewild, fifth Aaron Oppenheim, pretty boy Floyd, three thirds. That's heaven. Oh, Remember? yeah, yeah. On the yeah, show, come with Crawford, Frightwing, they're back. Bleed, 10 volt shock, still live, burning flag, finally the lemon limes with every day. And Kevin Chanel, he's got relatives that, uh, Law, uh, what's it called? What's the big hat? Tony and the big hat. Low, uh, rank and file. Oh, wow. And okay. uh, the other guys were in the zeros. And, uh, right. And, uh, what happened to Muck? Uh, well, 10 years of, of running a bookstore. Kind of, you know, kind of became hard just in terms of the economics of it and, right. and things like that. There's a guy named Dan, uh, Dan Winninger, who took it over for a little right. while. And and then um, I kept publishing books. Um, and there's a guy named John Gilmore who wrote a, a book about the Black Dahlia murder that a lot of sure. people are aware of and put out some other cool stuff um, along the way. But uh, as far as... Um, you know, the actual having a bookstore, I, I just, you know, I think about it sometimes, like, we did it, you know, all of us over over 10 years, and, and Malcolm McLaren had his store for, like, six months. Right. So, it's, sometimes it's just, you know, you, you do something for a while, and then it's like, all right, that's time to move I into think, another uh, phase. You know? Arthur Rimbaud, not even three years of poems, he was done. Yeah, mm. but then he went off to Ethiopia and <laughs> whatever. Some kind of knee cancer, he died. And... But, I mean... I mean, what I mean is, like, some people, their thing is only a little bit... Right. It's okay. It's yeah. We're all different. If you had advice to give somebody who wanted to put on shows or open up a bookstore... Well, if you want to do it, my advice would be do it. I mean, that's the first thing, is, is don't don't hold yourself back. But as far as... Um, gosh. I think that's good. I like that. Uh I think planning is something that is also helpful. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, really kind of figuring out how you're going to get from... Oh, that's kind of hard, though. Yeah, this yeah. Do you have any advice? I don't know. I still go to desert shows. So they have the Moon Tribe shows. Well, oh, Brother Matt just was at one. Yeah. There you go. They had the 20-year anniversary. Have you ever done this Burning Man? Do you think there's a connection? Yeah, Moon Tribe has a connection. I think, I think you were, like, setting the groundwork for Burning yeah. Man there. Maybe you were way yeah. ahead. Do you know about this thing on Labor Day? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's up to Nevada, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't going to take credit for Burning Man, but I mean, you know... Uh, I, I think, think that started with a guy burning something because of a sadness up in the city, right? Yeah, he started on the beach yeah. and then moved it out to the But desert. this idea right. of putting gigs on in the desert... 
I mean, I'd like to find out from some of the people yeah. that, that started Burning Man whether there's any, Where any connection there. But I know, yeah, right. Or whether they, I think a lot of San Francisco people just heard about these Word. shows. Because okay. I have Word friends that moved back down to L.A. that, you know, used to live up there. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, those shows were legendary. We, you know, we couldn't get that far down to L.A. to go to those gigs, but everybody knew about them. Wow. You know, so. so maybe, Brother Matt, because he has some connect some of the people like Pepe and that go way back with that oh, organization. Oh, right. Yeah. Huh? Well, Pepe, isn't he connected with Mark Pauline, too? Uh, or maybe, am I thinking of somebody else? Maybe he was. Yeah, yeah because it's city. He was up he, Does there. he do some sort of robotic-y stuff? Uh, well, he, he ended up with the opera. Like the, they would oh. have the big opera and he's the one who'd script that, put it on. Okay, I might be thinking of somebody He just passed away yeah. right? last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah, I, I think that... Uh, there, there's probably some other, you know, things that have, have come out of it. I well, know there's been other desert. Right now, is bring attention to people. You, you set something up on the web. You're, you're setting something up. Well, we've started uh, a, a group, Facebook group, for people to upload their pictures. I don't know whether there's. Are people... you going to make your own website? You gonna uh, let this I want to. Going to own Well, what I really, the big project is, I want to make a documentary, and, and so I really. And, and people, it was called Desolation Center. I forgot right. the name, but Stuart had like a, a, a name for this theme. Yeah, that was the organization right. that we were, that we were, DC. that was putting on so the show. You, 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 at the end of the day, you want a Desolation Center doc. Right. Yeah. Right. And and you know going so back in the to meantime, early shows. Well, I'm I'm looking. I'm basically looking for people that have stuff to okay. either either good stories to tell because sure. every you know it's not just about the the musicians that were there, I'm but it's like everybody had these experiences and the they were goals. kind of. Uh, just I want to tell every all the different angles of what was going on. But also, well, how can people, they reach you? Uh, I'll give my, well, either that or I'll give my uh, email address, ssamok at yahoo.com. S-S-A-M-O-K. M-O-K at yahoo.com. And just email Talk me. Talk to and, Sweezy about this, especially if you have recollections or stories of these yeah. older days. And, and photos. I know, like I was doing a little research, there's somebody who wrote a history of punk rock in San Pedro. I know, and and I'm like, Quick yeah, and you know, people Still like that. But, oh, okay. Well, I'm interested in anybody's whale photos. Of a town or, or something. <laughs> he calls it the whale of a town. Yeah. Okay, that was it. <laughs> but but we're, the stuff's starting to come out of the woodwork. There's people that were videotaping. Like there's a guy uh, up in Eureka. Yeah. Eureka Mike, who has beautiful footage up on on YouTube now, and so like I'm, I'm just I'm putting feelers out. Whoever has stuff, and I want to. Kind of put it all together, do some interviews, and, and really really tell the story of okay, all this. Okay, people, show. please help if you can. Mariska, Stuart, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey. Me and Brother Matt, 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 very much glad you came. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah. The show. <laughs> it's been fun. And we support for you. Sure. When, we did the, when I was part of that Bujabi Kano, all of this stuff came out I never even knew existed. Because, yeah, we were in the moment people. We were right. really thinking about it. But some people are, and so hopefully they bring you the stuff. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the doc part two. Well, Joy C part two. SSI. Yeah, well, I'm ready. (laughs) We're all ready. May 21st, 2014, edition of for Pedro Show. I want to thank, thanks for making the hell ride down to Pedro. Yeah, it was easy. Always nice to have you. Man, thanks so much for you always. Thanks for the burrito. I'm ready to bet. The burrito was all right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. People, next week, uh, Joe Nolte of the last. Oh, saw him 36 wow. years ago. And I just wow. saw him at Kit, uh, Liquid Kitty last Sunday. They wow. did a great barbecue. set. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were like high energy. Very cool. cool. Yeah. Respect. 
Okay, everybody. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>